This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 35. Was it 35 or was it 36? I actually can't no, remember. No, it is now. 35. I don't know what's happened because mm. last episode was 35 as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I where we've gone wrong, but yeah, I think this yeah. is thirty five. Yeah, this is thirty five. So <laughs> yeah. welcome to the actual thirty five. Um, yeah. If you've listened to the one, if if you're one of those people that's only just seen the one we uploaded last night, and you're now listening to this, you're probably going to be having some really weird like nostalgia right there. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm joined not by the full boys, but we're joined with the boys, Adam and Ben. Uh, Adam, mate. How, good to have you back on. Uh, obviously, Maz, we had to make a quick substitution last minute. Uh, Julio and Ciso style, though. Adam's in with the uh, goal off the bench. Mate, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm good. I'm good after last night. It's nice to be the super sub. I feel like... Um, who's, a, who's a good super sub over this, Brian? I feel like... Luar, Luar. Luar. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> right, in time, right in time. And Ben, mate, how are you? You good? Uh, feeling like death. Um, I think like most people at the moment, I'm ill. Uh, yeah, just woke up feeling horrendous yesterday and still going strong, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I'll get over it. But then Brighton's win yesterday obviously made it really, really good mm-hmm. for for like five minutes and it felt like shit again. But no, it's it's good to see us <laughs> high in the league, four points off of third place. We are absolutely flying and dreaming of European football still. Do you know what? It's It's dreaming of, but it's also... I don't know. We're looking at it now. I think it's you know you, you're starting to see it. You're not just thinking it. Um, we are very close to those spaces now. We, we really are. We got Tottenham obviously on Saturday, but before we get too ahead of ourselves, we need to talk about yesterday. Um, what a, what a great game ish sort of thing, I guess you could say. It's a great win, great game in the grand scheme of what I'm about to tell you about, which is the difference I think which I I've seen in this team and, and Roberto De Zerbi as we know has changed as the mentality difference and all that sort of thing but Adam I don't know about you mate but I'd always look at Bournemouth as the team that are so hard to beat we would never beat them we would have such a barren run against them but now we've done the double over them for the first time since 2007-08 season wait we and drew I don't know about... oh no we did we did sorry yeah. for some reason I thought we the drew coma. against them and yeah but it's the winner I thought it was... Yeah, that's my that's the brain of my, my cold brain going wrong there. Yeah, um, but yeah, so we did do we've, double we've done a double over them for the first time <laughs> in so long, and more to the point, Adam, they were two games where we've had to really dig deep. It wasn't just a, a whitewash; it was two games where we've, you know, been anything but Brighton. <laughs> yeah, mate, I think. I completely agree with what you're saying about how Bournemouth is. It was a game I was worried about. Um, you know, midweek going away to Bournemouth, good record at home. Yeah, it feels like a test, and it feels like a game that in years gone by, you know, we go back to that mentality thing. Brighton maybe wouldn't have lost, but they they probably would have dropped points mm. there. And particularly in the context of having to rest players or doing whatever you need to do around this time of year, busy April, I could have seen Bournemouth just you know getting a getting a nick in a result somehow it's so impressive I did deep down kind of feel like we would get it because I think about what we've been talking about previous in previous episodes like there is that change in mentality there's that change in quality from Brighton where I think they're a much more 
brutal, well-oiled machine where they just go out and they know how to get games mm. done. Um, such an impressive performance. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I've got, like, the, I think back to those games against Bournemouth. It doesn't feel like that long ago. Do you remember we had, I remember we had some emergency goalkeeper in for like, yes, Ali Alhabsi. One game. Like in that 24... Ali Alhamsi, <laughs> that was it, yeah. I was trying to remember his name. Yes. Like, I remember he was in goal for one game against Bournemouth. Like, I've just got some weird what memories. What a memory that is right like, there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how... Was it like I a month emergency from, but, loan or something like that? Was yeah, that yeah, it was like... But he only played for one really? game. He yeah. literally only played for one game. So, yeah, it might yeah. be two. I don't even know. But yeah, I remember Ali Alhamsi. Maybe two, yeah, maybe two. Um, and to be fair, I probably rated yeah. him back then. I think he was at Wigan, wasn't he, before? Or something like yeah. that in the Prem. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I used to I used to think... Yeah, I remember all the memes at the time. That's very funny. Um, but yes, Bournemouth <laughs> gives me such horrible flashbacks to Callum Wilson in the Premier League and Callum Wilson in the Championship, but also like Yang Kermagant. I don't know. There's just so many that ring a bell. And, and I just, yeah, the Bournemouth was always the one that I was going to be worried about. But Ben, I don't know about you, mate. As we say, the, the mentality shifted, but the, the goals were out of the top draw, weren't they? Oh, yes. Yeah, very, very good. It was just like, yeah, it's just so clinical as well. I think that the ball for uh, Inciso's goal is incredible. Just gross. Like, drills it into him. And obviously, a very good touch from Julio Inciso. It's just those sort of goals. Uh, big, big teams score those sorts of goals. Um, and it's just unrecognisable. Like, touching on what Adam said about being clinical. And normally, we would we would go and probably flop there and drop points when we need them for, like, mm. a big, big period in our club's history. But, yeah, we're just unrecognisable. It's so weird to see our team being clinical and scoring goals for fun. It's mental. Just yeah, I absolutely just love seeing them celebrate every single time as well. Just hearing the boys scream. Just see, like seeing Solly March ball out a player that's been through so much and is still performing at the highest level. One of the best players in the league at the moment. And then seeing even more youngsters coming through in Julio and C7 Ferguson. It's just such a good time to be a Brighton fan right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And yeah, one thing I, I wanted to say, obviously, we'll, we'll start with the first goal because it was a bit of a scrappy start, I think. It's safe to say it was, we started well and then we sort of let Bournemouth back into it a little bit. Then we scored. Um, the goal itself was Evan Ferguson, obviously. And it goes without saying, it's the, the quality of the finish, the back heel, um, the ball across from Matoma as well. It seems like that Japanese man right there is just so... He lives and breathes goals and assists. He's just always on it. And yeah. it's a five goal contributions for him in a row now. First time ever a Brighton player has done that in the yeah. Premier League. I don't know about you, Adam, but uh, Evan Ferguson is is a, an elite talent, right? Yeah, I think he's 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 one of the most exciting youngsters in the league. Like it, it's it's crazy that we've got him as well because yeah. those kind of like generational talents always seem to be at like the big club academies. So the fact that we seem or it looks like we've got one and it, it feels different to like Aaron Connolly God, coming yeah. through. He was yeah, like good and banged right? a few goals. Like, th- yeah, this is incomparable. The man looks the real deal. Mm. He's got everything. He's, he can finish. He can, he's got the, he's got the physical build. Mm. He's a big lad for 18. He can play. He knows how to move his body about the pitch. He's got that Glenn Murray dark arts about him as well. <laughs> he's, he's, I think, I think he's genuinely got everything. And, and I, I love that he's playing under a manager like Deserby, who's, you know, more than comfortable just to throw him in. I think one of my reservations about Potter before was like, yes, he did bring through young players and he played expansive football, but like, I think we would have seen Matoma on the bench for much longer this season. Back. I think we would have seen Ferguson on the bench for like yeah, like it just it's good that we're seeing him given the opportunity and, and Welbeck came in in the last game and played amazingly and Deserby was talking about how brilliant he was. Yet Ferguson's still coming back in and he has that confidence from the manager. Um the finish yesterday was was insane. Like it was one of those goals you see Solly March celebrating it before it's even crossed the line. It, Ferguson seems to just have that instinct to just know where the goal is. Um, it was a great goal all round. You know, Purvis, Matoma, um, Ferguson. Mm. It, it was it was amazing. It just I know he's yeah. so. We always say he's so young, but like even the way he celebrates, he just like runs off as, as if it's like second nature to him. To him, it's not yeah, like he's go, yeah. still going yeah, mentally like it's a pitch me moment. It's like he. It's almost like his mentality is he knows that he expects should be it. playing out that level and he expects to perform and score goals. So obviously, in Julio Ciso scores his first goal. And kind of broke down crying, which you'd expect because it means a lot from him and his background, that sort of thing. But yeah, for Evan Ferguson, he's come a long like way and, nature. and, and yeah. Caesar as well, isn't he? He's come all the way from Paraguay. He's 18 yeah, literally years, so he's in miles. Now he's 9, 19. Yeah. And, and also, Ben, I wanted to say, uh, one thing I've, I've really picked up on about Ferguson's goal was 
I associated him to being a bit of a powerhouse, you know, a bit of a Erling Haaland-esque striker, very big, tall, strong, quick, good in the air, good on with his feet, a lot of power in his shots. But it was such a death finish. It was a bit of skill. Probably, I would say, the only players who probably would have said that could score a goal like that would have been Murray back in the day. But I don't think that we've got a single player that's played for us in this last five years that would have even won a try to even attempt to do that and, and come <laughs> off. Apart from, obviously, Alexis that did it. Yeah, against Borough. Against Borough. But... But more importantly, someone that is so confident at 18 years old to be able to um, almost show that he's got more than just one one-way street with his game. He's got more to his game, if you know what I'm trying to say. He can score goals pretty much in every way, if you know, if you know what I mean. Mm. And he probably wouldn't be doing this if he had signed for Liverpool. He probably wouldn't be getting these opportunities in the no. Premier League. He'd either be on loan in the Champ or on loan maybe at a lower team in the Prem. But yeah. I don't know. I don't even think he would be then. I think he might... Yeah, like I said, he'd probably be in the champ or playing for their under-23s They tend to keep or something. hold of them, don't they, at, at Liverpool and then yeah. sort of use them in their academy, give them the other chance. And then, you know, you see the exceptions like Trent and obviously Fabio Silva, which they signed from the championship. But mm. it's not like, I don't know, they, they wouldn't have just thrown him in. You know, yeah, they, would they wouldn't have, have needed have, to. <laughs> yeah, they would have rather signed him from us for 25, 30 million instead. And mm. then throwing him in, a bit like Jota, for example, from, from Wolves, which is always but a bit of a... He's a smart guy player. to turn down Liverpool and then get his chance earlier and develop mm. in a team where he's going to get chances in the first team minutes and mm. think yeah it's hopefully more players will follow suit instead of just jumping at the chance when, to, when yeah. a Man United Chelsea comes knocking it definitely feels like it and I think that as you say with Ferguson it's this, it's not like a Conley it's not even like you know anything we've seen before to be honest with you he's very switched on um, you know as you say he rightfully rejected um, Liverpool back in the day but even now I don't think that this media hype the, the transfers that's obviously going to be swirling around in his brain now. I don't think they will be. I, I think he's he's quite good at sort of just taking it as it comes. I don't know about you, Adam, but it feels like, I don't know, he, he should be pretty well grounded in the next sort of few years. Because at the end of the day, he's 18, right? He's, he's not even close to getting close to his peak or let alone even breaking into that 20, 21, 22 bracket where then you really start to shine as a, as a young player. Completely. I was literally about to make that exact point. He's not even 20. He's not even 21. He's not like, even, if he, tw- even if he was 24. Isn't it? <laughs> even if he was 24, we'd still be saying he's quite a young striker. The bloke's 18. Yeah. Like it, it's to, and he's not, it's not even like he's in and out of the team and he's kind of get 20 minutes here and there and he's scuffing at a few chances, but you can see he's a good player. The bloke is banging <laughs> them in, in the Prem. Yeah. You know, for a team chasing Europe, it's it's so impressive, and I also like the fact that he, like you say about him being grounded, he seems like he's got his head screwed on. You know, he seems like he's got his dad quite close to him in terms of like making his decisions, and you don't see a huge amount of him. He's got social media, but the bloke's not like not his story all the time. time. Yeah, he's yeah. not like, yeah, he's not like showing off his life of being a young professional footballer. And, you know, he's he he seems to have you know, his head screwed on. And there's definitely a pathway for him here to really become an elite footballer. Mm. He's already got an international, you know, call-up. He's scored at international level as well, senior international level. He's got a serious opportunity here to become a world-class player. Um, That's what I was going to ask, actually. Yeah, yeah, is that the ceiling you think he can get? Do you reckon he will become a top, top striker like Lewandowski? Yeah, I know. It's it's interesting to hear, though. If you're a striker that scores goals at the highest level uh, against opposition at the highest level, you have to be in the in the bracket. I think if you're then going out to a country scoring, how, what what more can you do? Um, you know, obviously, if we get into Europe yeah. uh, in this in the, I wouldn't doubt against him scoring goals in Europe. And it, it reminds me a bit of an Erling Haaland at Molde when he was working under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And and, and I remember following his progress then, uh, and a bit like Kylian Mbappe when he first played for Monaco and then he started, I think it was that game against Manchester City and he came on, yeah. scored a, a, a goal out of nowhere and all of a sudden everyone's talking about him. Now, look, these are two very, very exceptions in our generation, but at the same time, they've got a very, very similar pathway to that of Evans at the moment. And I think that just because his name isn't French, you're probably looking at him nowhere near the levels you would at Mbappe Virginia. or something of that level. <laughs> yeah. But because because of his numbers, because of his return, and there is still no obvious flaws in his game, which is one thing I said right from the get-go, um, that to me, in my opinion anyway, is a world-class slash elite talent, whatever you want to call him, no? And call me, yeah. Oh, he's, he's def- there you go. 
No, sorry, man. He, I was just gonna—he's he's an elite talent, and he's a world—he's a world-class youngster, isn't he? But mm. like, it's—it's it's whether he can become a world-class. Mm. You know, it's a long way to go, at, right? At the age of twenty-eight, it's a long way to go, and I wouldn't want to put too much pressure on him. But <laughs> but we will. I think it's the real deal. <laughs> I, thought, I think we should because he's the real deal. He is the yeah. real deal. Na- both of you, name me a weakness in his game. You legit, can't. like. Like, there isn't there isn't a glaring one. There will be ones because he's young, but like there's actually not really a glaring weakness. No, no I no, generally, generally, <laughs> I think of one. No, <laughs> I, but, but a question I was going to ask though was yeah, under Graham yeah. Potter was he was he getting a chance? I'm trying to think if Zerbi gave him a chance or if Potter gave him start Potter gave more. him the run. Oh, I think he started oh. his debut with under Potter uh, did he? Okay. against Burnley. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he did get his debut on the Potter, and like I think he played. I remember watching him in the early rounds of the season of the Carabao mm. Cup and stuff. He, he did play, but I feel like I in the league, probably. Well, I might be wrong, but I feel like Deserby gave him his chance more in the league and put more faith in him. Yeah, potentially might be much be saying that to slander Potter. I, I don't think we'd have seen that. <laughs> but no, I do yeah, want to hear though. I'm sure people do want to hear your opinion on the whole Potter situation before moving on to the the other guys. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's similar to most fans. Like when it when it when I saw the news, I was straight on the phone to my dad and my mates, and we were going, "Hey, what's going to But but I think I think I, the the first thing I think is I think it's a joke that he's been sacked. To be quite honest, I think mm. if you're going to bring him in, if you're going to give him a five year contract, if you're going to pay him sixty million quid over five six years or whatever, and you're going to spend all this money and you're going to revamp your executive personnel and bring in a whole new structure. What is the point yeah. in sacking him? What is the point in the whole thing? Mm. What a joke. Like, it's a bit of fun and, you know, he's a bit of a knob. But I don't think he deserved to be... Like, <laughs> results haven't been great. But he, he shouldn't, like... It's a joke. You shouldn't really be sacked. However, it just goes to show the grass isn't always greener. And actually, I think it's testament to how how perfect the environment is at Brighton that actually... Players and and coaches and all stuff, I think, are coming to realize, and the wider world are coming to realize that it's not the people, it's not it's not Potter this, Potter that, Potter's the best thing since sliced bread. Even Deserby, I think it's the structure that they're working in, and it's the environment yeah. they're in. Um, it's a shame. I think he's going to have to be. I think he's going to have to be careful with the next move that he go. He, he already rejected up, Leicester, think, isn't he? You know. Mm. I think it's good that he has already rejected, rejected Leicester. I think if they stay up, maybe at the end of the season, you know, going into next season, that would be a good one with the pre-season, maybe, you know, good owners. But you wouldn't want to be going in. I mean, I know there's a manager there now, but you wouldn't want to be going into an Everton mm-hmm. or, you know, a, a club where the owners aren't going to back you and the structure's not great. I think he he needs to have that whole setup around yeah. him, I think. Um, so he's going to have to be careful. Are you, but, um, um, are you concerned yeah. about Roberto De Zerbi? potentially going to Chelsea or Spurs because he's linked with both of those clubs. Nah. Is there any part of you? Nah. We said this is about Potter though and we nah. were like, no, Potter's here for long term. He's built projects, he's invested and then he went like that. We didn't... Well, we've got we've got, Robert, we've got Roberto's mate, don't we, coming out telling us that he's focused on next season. Yeah. So, so hopefully, hopefully that's true. I mean, I think, yes, look, Deserby's going to leave us, isn't he, in the next kind of year, 18 months, two years or whatever. But I... I'd be really confident he's going to see out this season. Um, I think we'll be playing under him in Europe next season, and I think he gets it. I think I think he, I think he's been quite clever in some of the stuff he said as well, and he knows that the fans want to cling to someone like him, particularly after like Potter stuff. And I think the way he talks about the fans and he talks about the club, I think he knows what he's doing, and I think he's too smart to realize. Like you know, you think about people like Marco Silva as well. Didn't he go into did he go into Watford and then he left them really soon and went to Everton and then he sort yeah. of like fell on his his arse a little bit there. I think you got to be careful as a young manager not to believe your own hype too much. And um, but no, I, th- I think he'll stick around. It's almost good that now. Potter's done it because now Deserbi probably thinks well, <laughs> he probably <laughs> if he's if he's fucked yeah. up then I could potentially too and probably doesn't want that kind of egg on his face. Exactly. Yeah. The same exactly. applies to Mark Kukurea and stuff too because. You know, Basuma's flopped at Spurs, Kukurea's flopped at Chelsea. Even if he did come into it a little bit more, I think it's more of a thing to 
you know, your Caicedos, McAllisters to stick around because, you know, as you say, the, the environment here is great. Why would you want to leave it? Um, Erdem said it really well on the spaces the other day, which, you know, there's a there's a upward trajectory club at the moment. And it was it, Potter helped, yes, but no matter who came in at that time, Bloom would have made the right call anyway. And it was only going one way and it still is only going one way. Don't get wrong, there's that 20% chance things falls apart. Yeah. But at, at the same time, there's there's an upward trajectory. So no matter who comes in, you're you're joining you're joining a hype boat. So um, that's all that that's all that really matters, and, mm. and that's full testament down to, to Bloom. And I, I know you just mentioned McAllister. I saw his uh, post match interview with Julio and Ciso, and he was being the translator. Class. What a video by that it was so nice, and it just yeah. it broke yeah. my heart thinking that potentially he's going to be gone soon because he seems like the leader in the camp now because he's got that like young talent around him. He even said that he feels like he's the older head and has to guide them and all that sort of stuff. And he'll be such a miss. And I really, really don't want him to go because he seems yeah. so integral, not just on the pitch, but behind the scenes as well. Um, this is yeah, actually just... one thing I want to say, Ben, about McAllister, the improvement that we've made with individuals. Uh, I think I've really seen it in Alexis last, I'd say, month. I've really seen an improvement in him as a person. He, I think since he's been at the at the World Cup, uh, he's obviously come back. Naturally, he's going to have a big inflated ego coming back, World Cup winner and all that, of, of course. But I think now that he's almost had the hype and had the great attention and whatever, he's got 5 million followers on Instagram. But now he's a bit more, I don't know, he's almost learned from it, come here and now started educating the likes of Julio. Um, I think that, you know, the reaction you saw for Julio's goal was pure emotion. And mm. that to me, yes, it's the togetherness of the championship. We haven't seen it since then. Everyone knows that. But I think as well, it goes to show what, you know, for example, Julio for himself, I think he would have missed that two weeks ago. I think he would have snatched that chance. He'd have had it blocked with the first attempt, not been able to get through, or he would have probably run into the goalkeeper or something along them lines. He would he would have messed he would have messed that up. And I think that now he's taken his time with it. He's been a lot more careful. You know, he's he's almost got his composure, cool head, started it past the goalkeeper, beating his man. I, I think that those small little improvements and attentions to detail that, you know, after we win a game 4-0 against West Ham, Deserby comes out saying he wants more. I think those the those yeah, the moments, yeah, yeah I, I could say you agree. The perfectionism moments, I think it, it shows there, that pays dividends. Yeah, I mean, yeah, completely agree. I think, I think it's... it's, it's um... It's going to be tough, I think, this summer as well with with players like McAllister and Caicedo because I think we, you know, I think all Brighton fans are resigned to the fact that we're going to lose one minimum, if not both, and that would be one worry, I think, around the kind of where we'd go next. I don't think there are obvious candates um, that I think are like locked mm. and ready. Nor do I think Ayari's. I don't think Ayari's going to be the person just to fill in straight away either. I think. Do you not? I'd be, exactly. I'd be surprised if he was, but. I think yeah, he's good, know. mate. Not, not. I can't imagine straight no. away. I mean, surely eventually. Mm. I think he looked great, you know, when we've seen him. But I think that I think when we lost Basuma, it was kind of obvious. Like you know, Caicedo had that good six months before before Basuma went. Um, uh, I would be a bit worried about that. But then I could also see a situation where we keep one of them, like where we lose Caicedo. Maybe I think keep we'll keep Caicedo. If I'm honest with you, I, I think we'll keep Caicedo next year. I think. McAllister maybe I, I think it depends and this is a question that really applies to both of you is if we do get to a European competition you know is that more of an incentive for Alexis to stick around I know that uh, you know he want to play Champions League but surely a Europa League team with a club he's been with since you know four or five years ago it must be some sort of pull to to want to stick around and, and even chase Champions League which we could even get yet this season I don't know about you Ben yeah, I think maybe, yeah, if we get Europa League, it'll probably be more of an incentive. I think if we get Conference League, he might go, oh, um, I'm maybe, maybe, maybe not for me. But um, I'd, yeah, I'd, I, might, I might just be because I've got roast in a glass, I think, as I'm saying. But I feel like Alexis has the compassion and loyalty to say, let me do one season in Europe with his lot because we've worked so hard for the past mm. four, four, three years or so. That's and I mean. yeah, I feel like he has the kind of personality to stick around and just do that. Mainly for him as well. I'm sure he probably would love to be and experience that season in Europe and obviously maybe beyond if we keep qualifying. But yeah, I don't know. Hmm. What about you, Adam? Yeah, I think it. I think it. I think it depends where we finish. I think it also depends what clubs come in for them. To be honest, because I think if it's someone like Liverpool, 
and they're not in European football, that might be an easier decision to make than if Man City are looking for a Gundogan replacement. That's the only one that fears me, in my opinion. It's a City going for Alexis. That's the only one that gets me. Exactly. Or, or you know, it, I could you know Arsenal going for Caicedo. I could see that being what you know mm. that I don't know. I uh, I'm a bit cynical when it comes to like believing players' kind of passion <laughs> and love for the club. Like I just, I mean, to be fair, one thing I did love was um, Alexis put like a nice video out oh, for yeah. like, his hundredth game, which was quite sweet. And that made me think, oh, maybe you actually do genuinely sort of love the club. <laughs> um, but I, I would hope that we'd be able to keep a, a lot of the star players for next season. I think we will, but I think we're, we're going to lose some yeah. because I think Europe's like very, very, very elite clubs are going to be sniffing for them. And like, why, why would you not go to them, I guess? Mm. That's just me being a bit cynical. Mm. That's interesting. Um, okay, we'll move, we'll move to the sort of second half because I wanted to speak about Bournemouth came back into it a lot. We, we actually yeah. ended that first half quite shaky. Uh, Jason Steele, shout out Jason, because he made some unbelievable saves. He really did. Um, so towards the end of that first half, he really kept us in it. And again, it was one of those moments where I was thinking, not long ago, we would have thrown this away. Um, Steele kept us in it. And then we get into halftime at 1-0. I think it was a little bit of a breather. Start the second half, and all of a sudden, yes, OK, Ferguson had a chance straight away, but Bournemouth were absolutely rampant. They were on us, and it, it really was screaming, you know, crowds getting up for it, night game, all those bad memories of Bournemouth away, Adam, were coming straight back. <laughs> yeah, they they had a they had a really good spell. Um, that would have been the the, the chance or the, the period where I thought they've got into it. I, I want to just quickly touch on that miss. I think it was it was after Ferguson's goal from from Bournemouth, um, and then about five minutes later, I remember Steele made a save and Webster made a block. It's big moments and. For some reason or another, whether it's luck, whether it's our quality of players, like we're getting through these moments and we're not conceding. And I think we saw it in that spell after half time where Bournemouth came on a little bit. I think we did really well to cling on. And I don't know, again, is that is that a mindset? Is that a mentality? Is that a game management thing? I don't know what it is. Or is it the fact that we're just a really good team now mm. and we can ride those moments? Mm. Um yeah, that that was a, that was a worrying time, but I think our players kind of stood up to the task. Mm. It was nice to see the defense do it though. To, mm. Compared to the Brentford game, where it was just a calamity, <laughs> yeah. so it was nice to see us stick through the yeah. tough time and not concede. That was yeah. That was... I was I was going to pose the question because uh, so many times you remember that first season in the Championship, Dunk Duffy, Dunk looking back when he's sort of laid like this, and he's looking back at Duffy, and then they're sort of looking back at Matty Ryan, and then Chris Shooting's <laughs> looking back like this. And there's so many moments that I remember like that, where we've had like a Stoke away or like a, a Bournemouth away. They're always tough games. I don't know about you, Ben, but it's not only different now, but maybe it is a bit of luck, because that's one thing that we certainly didn't have under Potter. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. I feel like... I think we're just better. I haven't really seen too much luck. Um, I don't even for even the chances yesterday. I think I can't really think of many big chances the Bournemouth had where it was like that they one, should one have scored. One first half, they should have scored. Uh, how he yeah, okay, that's fair. Well, who was that? The Triore guy, wasn't it? Was it Triore? I actually don't know. I don't know. Is he called Ahmed Triore. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I, I to be fair, that, who it was. <laughs> to be fair, that could have been. And then I know Dominic Solanke had one, but I don't. You might have to refresh my brain for previous chances where they've been where we've been lucky but mm. now we're normally not the luckiest of sides and even under Deserby and Potter mm. but um, no I think we just defended really really well yesterday and then mm. to go on and then get that goal to finish them off was such a relief yeah I agree it was a, it was a big relief because it's one thing that we've said this season is that we don't tend to get what we want out of games we don't get tend to get what we deserve there's that you know particularly that Fulham game really haunts um, Charlton obviously yeah. as well not so much deserved there but we didn't play that bad considering um, but when I look at um, particularly that Fulham game where they beat us and it was completely against us and to be honest with you Brentford <laughs> wasn't far off um, but Adam that yeah. that goal from Enchizo however you want to call him that was, a, that was a great finish but also in the last sort of moments of a game to have that sort of composure it's similar to the Alexis penalty that we were talking about um, at Brentford and again, we've managed to get what we deserve out of the game. Yeah, completely. And, we've, and we saw it so much under the Potter era. You know? I think, to me, that Potter era was defined by 
playing well and not being able to get what we deserve. And I think we're now at a stage where our players are able to see games out better. We're able to actually get score the goals. Second yeah. goal actually score goals like get get the second goal get the third goal get the foot like being able to really put teams you know to the sword when we need to and I think yesterday was an example of maybe you know we could have been at 1-0 late in the game and Bournemouth could have come back into it we would have maybe seen our 1-0 win but yeah something's definitely changing Mm. and uh I think you know we look like a different side now and that 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 goal being able to just kill the game I think you know, that sums it up, really. Mm. Killing the game off is one thing we've we've struggled yeah. with historically. I genuinely can't remember like, the last time we would have done where we did kill games off like that. Obviously, if you it's no. like 4-0 yeah. stuff, but when it's like 2-0, like you said, it's, it's always yeah. just like a one-goal margin that we kind of just about get to or then finish the That's game on that. That's one thing that yeah. De Zerbe's really been hot on, isn't it? Since he said himself that the Swasuolo thing, he still thinks of it to this day, missed out on Europe through goal difference and... He got pipped, yeah. I think, by two goals uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, and he yeah. says, so that means that this team he has now, he wants them, even if we're two, three, four nil up, he wants to go for five, six or seven. He wants us to always go for more and more goals, which is refreshing to see from a Brighton team because, as I, as I said to you, I don't remember, or if ever, I've seen a Brighton team go for the kill. We've always gone for enough, if you know what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, no, the the end of that game was 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 very sort of heart in mouth at times but yeah I don't know there's there's a way we're riding these waves at the moment we're sort of sort of surfing through it and um and see so as we said already it's a great moment and I don't know if you guys saw the the way that ev- all that everyone signed this shirt and it's it's such a great little um sort of I think it's, it's one of those we'll look back on and we'll say that was the team of this era of this moment because it's similar yeah. to how we did with yeah. the knockout situation uh, during the, the the championship and you know we we probably haven't really felt that Adam like we did then um, you know to have all the players sign in Ciso's shirt for his first ever goal. Yeah, completely, and and um, I think I, I was listening to Jason Steele's interview. I don't know if I was just about to say, yeah. I don't know if it was the with, jumped on yeah, the, bird, with, like, the club or. or... <laughs> Yeah, like he jumped on Roberto and he and he alluded to this like to something he was saying like there's some backstory yeah. to why I don't know why I did he didn't that. mention it. Himself, what? <laughs> what? I know, I really I really yeah. wanted to say what it is, but like God, Jason. I, I don't know whether this back whether this backstory is like to do with him and Roberto De Zerbi, but I thought maybe the fact that it was when Inciso scored that goal he went over and ran over to Roberto De Zerbi, maybe it's some backstory to do with Inciso and like he's there's been some story. I don't know. I think I think we've definitely we've got a team of of leaders of experienced heads with a really nice balance of youngsters, that international flair, that English base. I think you know we've got. It, it, I think it's it's it feels like a special yeah. squad, is what I'm trying to say. Mm. And there's clearly some nice little quirks within it that we don't really know about. Maybe we will in the future. Um, but yeah, it, it feels special, like you say, Ryan. It feels like that 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 twenty sixteen mm. seventeen era of so. They're like, think, they're like brothers, aren't they? For the first time since. Uh, yeah, they're like brothers, and yeah, like you said, the way they celebrate for Enzo's goal, like everyone was so happy for him. And yeah, Steele was saying about yeah. how how much work Enzo's put in. Um, I know some South American players get a bad rep for maybe being lazy and not really trying hard and just focus well, just hoping their talent gets them to work, but. From what Steele was saying is that Inciso puts in a lot, a lot of minutes in training ground and yeah. deserves to get these chances that he's been getting under Zerbi. Yeah, and, and the, as you say, the the reaction's great. I just, yeah, you're right. The the way that I watch this team now, the the YouTube content as well, the buzz, the buzz thing. Um, so I think good. that's I think that's so funny because. Um, I don't know. There's, there's, there's clearly a really big bond at this club. I mean, not to sound like Leeds fans right now, but Levi Colwell, we want you to stay, was sung at Bournemouth <laughs> yesterday. To which he apparently he clapped it back. I wasn't there, annoyingly, Love but I will that. be at Spurs. Um, but yeah, the, the, um, I don't know. It just feels a little bit like you know we've got we're on our way back. We've got Levi Colwell. We want you to stay yeah, for Dale yeah, Stevens. Yeah. I don't know. Some of the old chants are coming back through. I don't know. Maybe I'm just living in a nostalgic bubble right now, and I'm going back to being a 16 year old. But I don't know. That was that was such a great moment and, and one that we all remember so much. And to feel even 30 percent of those feelings. But I think to be honest with you, we're closer to feeling pretty much all of them now, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Through, just through the YouTube videos, like you said. That's why I love just watching the players celebrate and just watching every single detail. Like we said about Solly March, like us like celebrating almost before. It's Everton always Bergson Gilmore, scored. mate. It's always Gilmore in the corner laughing, you know. Yeah, 
Also, what's <laughs> what's he got to do to get a game? By the way, or get minutes? I know. Yeah, <laughs> whole topic it's itself. A shame, isn't it? Go on, Adam. Yeah. You take it. Um, I'll be I'll be honest, right? I've per- I, I think he's he's clearly a quality footballer. You don't play for Scotland in the Euros and get man of the match. You don't have people like whoever it was, Roy Keane or Graham Sinas, praising you as much as they do. He's clearly an amazing footballer. And I love the way he plays football. But I've said it to you guys, I think, before. I've said it on my own page. I think I think he looks a little bit lightweight for the Prem. And I think when I've we lost him in an Arsenal game just before, just after Christmas. Um, I th- oh, sorry, we lost Caicedo and McAllister for the Arsenal game just before Christmas. And he came in without either of them. And I think the midfield looked a little bit lightweight when he was by himself in the midfield. I wonder whether Deserby's kind of not completely convinced of him. I think maybe he needs a. a, a I don't know. I think he, he's he's a he's a great ball player, and he's a. He, I love I love the way he receives the ball and he moves into spaces and he can be that pivot. But I think it's the trouble. He's clearly lacking something. Maybe though. he's a bit too deep for us. He's a bit of a six as opposed to you know we we tend to play with two eights now, which almost balances into one can play as a six. Um, you know our midfield's so versatile, and maybe Gilmore isn't that, and he's great a bit point. too. Yeah. Far back for it, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely it. I think that's definitely it. Um, it's it's a shame because I Ayeri's getting minutes ahead of him, which must be a bit of a killer. <laughs> um, and I've I've seen a lot of chat about like you know, is Gilmore going to have to get another move? Is he going to have to? I hope not. You know. That's not. I really he's not going to want to do that. Is yeah. It? Like, yeah. I hope not either. And also going into next season, if we are in Europe, we're going to need a bigger squad. And I think someone like him will prove. Elzate as well coming back. Top, top, top talent. Elzate. Yeah, love Elzate. Yeah. yeah Moda. Jesus Christ! I keep forgetting Moda. about Moda. Yeah. Same. <laughs> same. And actually, one one thing we'll move on to is Ayari because I I think he has just got it. I think he's he's very very good. And I see him. Uh, he's 19 years old as well for God's sake and he, he's come from Sweden um, and, and we've, we've done it again well Brighton over Albion have done it again they've got another um, another young gem and I, I don't know what it is about him he looks very composed on the ball we've only seen him very few times but um, he, he screams to me very Alexis sorry not Alexis McAllister Moises Caicedo mould to me he looks very similar to him a bit of a blend of the both of them perhaps but He's very versatile, looks like he's a bit of a complete midfielder. Um, I don't know about you, Ben, but whether, I don't know, Lalana out, obviously, Gross is still getting assists, but where does he fit into the team? Because people are saying he's good enough to be a starter by next season, but it, provided, this is assuming we keep both Moises and Mac, he can't start, and I think that's what's really frustrating. Mm. Well, I don't think he's in a rush, though, probably to start. For, mm. like, he's only been here what since January, I guess. But um, January, yeah. Yeah, if yeah, if Moda, uh, sorry, if Alexis and Moises stay, there's yeah, definitely no shot that he gets in. But coming off the bench, I'm sure he'll be happy with that because he's only just come from the Swedish division, and it took. Yeah. I mean, it took it took Alexis what like 18 months almost to finally get his chance. I know that was under a different manager, but um, that seems <laughs> like the that? way we've been doing it. Really, <laughs> don't know, <laughs> not clue. But um, yeah, it seems like the way that's kind of we done as a club. But Deserby's a bit different now, isn't he? He does throw yeah. these players straight into the straight into the match yeah. and straight into the pitch, like Buenanote, as soon as we, he came on straight mm. away. And he promises these players minutes, like not just behind closed doors, he promises them minutes in Publicly, public. Yeah. yeah, which is which is nice to see. Like even in his post match uh, yesterday, he was even already admitted that Sanchez is gonna be playing against United. Um yeah. but sorry, going back yeah. to the question about Ayari, um yeah, no, I don't think he does get in ahead of them. <laughs> He probably will mm. remain a bench player uh, for next season because I can't. I can't see if Alexis does go or Moises goes, uh, throwing him in there and backing on him to be the guy. Yeah, I can't see that happening. What about you, Adam? He's got it, hasn't he? I mean, it's clear to see he's got it. Um, what does it mean? Though? I don't know, but he, he does. <laughs> if that makes sense. He. He's he, he's got it. He's definitely got it. Um, I mean, we saw it. We saw it. Was it against Grimsby? He came on and tried. Yeah, yeah. second top gem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would have that would have been what class yeah. if that had happened. But um, he 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 reminds me of. Um, I mean, you said uh, Caicedo or maybe the cat. Like, he reminds me a bit of Enoch, and it's such a shame that we lost. Yeah, we yeah, also lost him. Shout, but I think the mould that we've seen him play in. Yeah, like um, bursting into the box, you know, wanting to get on the end of things. 
you know, not afraid to take a shot or be able to receive. I don't know. I I I, I like him. I think he's 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 got it, and it's about whether he's going to get the opportunity. Um, and it's back to what we were saying before about is anyone ready? I'd say he's not. But then again, you know, Caicedo, if I'm if I'm correct, he didn't come back until was it January? He came back for January last year, yeah. I mean, he was on loan yeah, at, so he only, in, in Belgium, wasn't he? At bottom at of the league. Or yeah, whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, in Belgium, yeah. And like he came back and had a really good six months and we thought, is this guy ready? He's he's failed in Belgium. You know, he comes back, has a really good six months and is ready to tear, tear and up And now he's on Jamilius. You never know with players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, and he, you know, it might turn out that Ayeri actually is good to go and, mm. and he would be able to just fill in and, and be of the same quality of them. We don't know. I mean, mm. that, we, that would be so fortunate. Mm. But he does look the real deal. He looks, he looks good to go. Mm, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I do rate him. I, I don't know what it is. I, I have a real eye for centre mids. I love number eights. I, 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 they're probably my favourite position of a player. I love watching the most. I love watching a good midfielder. And Ayari just says to me, "Yeah, I can do pretty much everything that I want you to do." To be honest with you, I, I don't see um, a reason why he won't. And to be fair, he knocks a good shout because I remember back when obviously Enoch had to retire, unfortunately. Uh, Deserby said that you know he wanted we'd have to replace him because he he's too good of a player to lose and not replace. So it does make you wonder if almost he's the he's the Enoch replacement, but not just so much instant. Yeah. But you know he's there if, if you need him. Um, but yeah, potentially we never know. Um, ben, it's worth I think worth previewing t- uh, Tottenham. Yes, um, I've got I've got something to start that actually. Uh, I saw a tweet from Tom Barkley uh, going to Spurs preview. Oh, the Sun guy. Is he the Sun guy? Well, so. not the human some guys, but yeah, this is <laughs> that was so poor. Actually, no, there was there was a good joke in a group chat the other day. He was like, um, he was like, uh, I hope Sun's out for Saturday, and I was like, I hope Sun is too. But obviously, he's about the other way. It went down well in the group chat. It sounded bit, it went better. Okay, <laughs> the one that only a group chat finds funny. <laughs> no, they don't. That's why I kicked me out afterwards. Um, but no, basically, he says he goes. Brighton have done it again with Evan Ferguson, haven't they? Uh, not sure how many of Spurs' players would get into their starting eleven on their form this season. Kane, obviously. Romero, probably. After that, not sure there are any indisputable choices. I agree. I can't think of, other than Kane, and also a friend of mine who's <laughs> a Tottenham fan, Simply Spurs, he also <laughs> said in on form, Harry Kane is probably the only one you can say on form that gets into the Bryant team. Is there anyone else in that? Which is mental to say, by the way. I know Tottenham are a shambles. In the bottom Not going to lie, you're but... right. I'm thinking about it now. I think you're right. But on form. Um, like Son, no. Kulisevsky, no. no. That's right. Yeah. None of their midfield. Yeah. yeah. But that's just mental. Madly, just I'm saying Solly over Kulisevsky. Um... <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Solly. It's Solly. Solly like I am. Well, Solly March oh over Human Son as well. Man for man, even just oh, them. Yeah. Veltman over Pedro. What a sentence. Veltman over Pedro Porridge. I don't um, know much about po- Pedro Porridge. Um, <laughs> no, don't think many people do. He looked good to be fair at Lisbon, and he's shown glimpses. But right now, on form, if we're talking about, oh, this can be madly clipped out by a Spurs fan that's not watching this as finds it. But well, are you? I'm. I'm not going to lie. No, I don't be really going to these previews yeah. thinking, just kind of sitting on the yeah, fence and like being Mr. very not cautious. Negative, but yeah, you're. But Mr. right Mr. now, I'm feeling it. Maybe it's because I've got so many Tottenham mates, and that I need to win it. I ha- I need yeah. this. We need this. Um, <laughs> But, but if you are if you're a Spurs fan, like sit here and like reply in the comments. Tell yeah, me who would like who point. would get it yeah. apart yeah. from Kane. Who would like if you're if you're a if you're going to be a bold Spurs fan and you're going to be completely like you know unbiased, who would? I mean, of course, Son and Kulisevsky that they're, they're, they're on their day, top, yeah. top, 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 proven. Of course, and that's not what we're saying. But we're saying right now. It probably is just, it's just crazy. You're right, but, but, but I wouldn't be dropping Ferguson. <laughs> oh, yes. no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. But like what I'm saying, Ryan, I am confident. I'm confident. How are you feeling about it? I, yeah, I am as well. I'm going, and I'm really excited for it. Uh, I wasn't excited for it, weirdly, because it's just getting to Tottenham's a bit of a pain. But I am yeah. now, and I think. Oh, yeah, I, I am. And I think that we, we are good at the moment. It, it goes without saying. We're a good team. We've got great players. We, we should be going to Tottenham and, and they're a team really off form. They've got everything going wrong in the backroom staff and Levy's upset pretty much everybody at the club. And I think, why can we not be taking advantage that, of them? We did it against Everton, you know. So we, That's when we they normally again. randomly get a result. 
when they are mm. when they're when mm. they've just done a Tottenham bottle job like they did against Everton. They normally mm. then just randomly get a result, uh, but hopefully for us, mm. obviously they don't. But yeah, uh, Adam, how are they you? They don't have a it? manager yet, do they? They still a manager. No, no, it's still Stellini and Mason, isn't it? The duo. So it's still Ryan Mason. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that Deserby's got it to to beat him, but you know, you never know on the day. But I'd, I'd assume, and I, I think we're going to go win one or two nil. But yeah, go on, Adam. You reckon? I th- right. Sorry. I think we. I think we might lose. Really? Or, or, or maybe get maybe get a draw. Oh. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I I don't know. I just um. Oh, have you, Adam? I Adam, don't know, right. have you got about... old Brighton in your head? Have you got old Brighton? Because yeah. are you getting now? Yeah. It's a very this is what I have to right. say to my dad all the time. I'm like, we're not there yeah. anymore. We're yeah. now. It doesn't matter about the past. It, now. Yeah, no, that that is so true. That is so true. I think. I think <laughs> it haunts us. I, all. I've got no. I've got, I've literally got nothing to back up. Yeah, that's isn't think, that true? Just think thinking like, oh, we probably all draw, but really everything screams a Brighton win. But we know, obviously, that's not how yeah, football works. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think. Look, let's be thinking rationally. Spurs are a shambles right now, aren't they? And, and yeah. we can definitely get at them. And I think, particularly if Brighton turn up and they play the way that Brighton do, and they control the ball, and they, you know, they look in control of the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, which they're more than likely to do. I can imagine the crowd getting on them, the players getting irritated. You know, the context of Spurs. Same old, same old. I think they, they they don't take much to exactly, turn exactly. Exactly, and I think that, and you know, this is no slight on Spurs fans, but they're going to be frustrated at the moment if things don't go their way quite quickly on on the weekend. I think it will, you know. So I think that could be a, a way that we kind of, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm back as to go and, and also, win, but I kind of have a hunch. That am we I right win. thinking, Ryan, that we haven't lost away since October 2022? Is that October, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is nuts. And looking at the Premier League table, if we beat Spurs. We go one point behind them, and we have still have two games in hand of them as well. Uh, it is a yeah. huge game if we do win. Yeah, I think I think that's one thing that we like. That's the main story here, isn't it? What a huge game the Spurs mm. game is actually yeah. for Brighton. It's in the, so, it's in the race for top like, four. The, <laughs> in the race for top four. If we, and I came on, I remember I came on here. Like maybe it was before the Stoke game. I can't remember when I last came on. And um, I was saying, I think we're in a top four race, and uh, I think I think we are. And this is going to be huge for if we do get a result against Spurs, and we beat them. I, I, like honestly, I think it's on. I think it's like with not even joking without a mm. smile on my face. I think it's. Fully so on I kind play. of laughed when the players and Deserby were saying about how the goal is Champions League, and I'll be like, I know that's a nice motivation, but obviously in the back of their minds, they all know that's not the case. But it now seems like they actually did believe it. And it's kind of coming true the fact that we are actually in this race. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have doubted them, but I did. And now I'm fully behind them thinking that right now, I feel it. I feel the top four races on for us. I'm just sitting here in the knowledge that I've actually backed this. Yeah. I'm actually very happy about this because I um, <laughs> I, I sat, I, I spoke to um, the guy who's Sky today, uh, Mark McAdam, and he said football's about believing. And he's right. And I said to him, no, you're right. I said, I don't know why I should think anything otherwise, because what's the point? What is the point in going into the game or going into the rest of this season and thinking we can't do it? What's the point in that? What what fun is a football fan going to have between now and June by saying, I don't know? How are you going to enjoy yourself ever in life if you can be in the best situation that the club's ever been in in their history and the only thing that you can do is doubt it? <laughs> That's all I'm I saying. Really, I would love to watch some... It just makes me look really yeah, negative, no, it does. doesn't it? I'll, I'll just no, love I'm to not having a go at you. I'm saying in general. I'm <laughs> saying in general. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really weird thought when you think about it because if you, if you just enjoy it it's easier and that's what I did with Bournemouth I was like do you know what I know that we're rubbish against Bournemouth our our record there is horrendous but this is different I believed that on the day and it worked out and do you know what yeah we're better than Tottenham let's go up to Tottenham beat them 2-0 
They aren't. They aren't good. They've only got Kane. And <laughs> we are better than Tottenham. They, we are better. We are. We and are they've only got Tottenham. Kane. They, they did Definitely. it against Everton. It's the same old thing. They they play rubbish football and they score with Kane from a penalty or a, or a corner or something, and, and that's all they really seem to do. And yeah. if we can, if we know that and we can stop that, sometimes against Kane there is no way of stopping him because he is one of the best strikers of our generation. But you know, we are as good long enough as the to take ten people the rest behind of that him. eleven. Yeah, as long as yeah. the ten people behind them perform how they have, which is abysmal. Yeah, um, abysmally, sorry, we then we, we should be it. fine. Um, so you're saying 2 0. I will say, Maybe when you were saying draw, I was, I was on board with you, Adam. I was thinking mm. draw as well. But um, I know we're supporting a completely different club now. So yeah, I'll probably say. It is. Oh, shit. What am I going to say? I'm going to say 1 0. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 1 1. Oh, he's so negative or, now. Maybe, he's just maybe, terrified. Or, he's terrified. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes, Adam. <laughs> I'm going to say 1-1 one, one, or maybe 0-0. Nil, nil. How, how bad's that? That's bad. The, the, the free Sorry, scoring you don't think we're going to score? Be. Yeah. I just, got, I just got a feeling, man. I don't know. If we don't I'm score, Adam can come back on after the podcast and tell us what <laughs> what is recent yeah. transactions. I, I'll apologise to all of <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Okay, we'll go with that then. I'll, I'll so, what are you saying? Nil, nil, then. I'll say now. I'll say. I'll say one, one. One, say one, one. Okay. All right. One all. One nil. Two nil. Maybe two one. Because I could see Kane getting his little goal. He always seems. To yeah, do. he does. Um, he does love a goal against so, us. So yeah, maybe two one because Kane does score a few a few against us. So he is a bit of a nemesis to pretty much everyone in the league. Um, okay, yeah, let's see. I, I'm, I'm fully expecting a lot of diving as well from the English captain again. Oh, to God. not actually get yeah, in trouble. Yeah. And him going up to the referee, right up into his face and moaning again, not getting a single yeah. book in. Does it every single time. It drives him mad. Gen- genuinely, if he wasn't an England player, he would be one of the number one players that does my... <laughs> He, he really does. Him and Bruno Fernandes, the two players in this league, are just are, are, they're insufferable in my books. They, they drive me mad. When England come round in the summer, I hate it because I've got to then pretend to like Kane for like a month and it drives me mad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> that was my little rant on Kane over, sorry. Um, anyway, um, thank you all for listening. Make sure that, oh, actually, there's, there's comments <laughs> below as well we need to, um, we need to do. What, what can we comment below? Sorry for Julio, surely. Yeah, what was his what was his nickname yeah. when we signed him? It was like the jewel, but it was in Spanish. Oh yeah, like the diamond oh, yeah. or the jewel or the gem or yeah, something. Yeah, let me quickly try. Does everyone comment a diamond emoji? The the blue diamond emoji. Yeah, nice. Was oh, it or Actually, Don, no, Hu- Don Julio? Do Don Julio like the tequila? Don, Don Julio. <laughs> like the tequila. I think it's tequila anyway. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Don I don't Julio. Know what that is, I've got to be honest. So yeah. Don Julio and then a diamond emoji. Yeah. Go with it. If you actually know what that is, because I don't. Mm. So I don't, I don't yeah. think anyone can afford it if I'm thinking of the right thing. It's like no. very premium tequila. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, oh, right. Hang on. Yeah, I, I think I have heard of that now. Mm. I, I think it, it comes in like film. the really long bottles. Yeah. I'm yeah, like I think I know. yeah. Oh, you might be right. Because I, I thought you were talking about a movie. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening, watching, subscribing, whatever you've been doing. Make sure you like, subscribe, and obviously get our ratings as well on Spotify and send us some reviews because we haven't had them in a while. Um, make sure you check out Adam's channel as well, Seagull Central, and um, we will see you probably after Tottenham, uh, after the Easter weekend. Top spur. So, yeah. Top spur? What's that? What's see that? You <laughs> <laughs> see ya. <laughs>
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.